Okay, so I want to talk cookware for a second because I haven't told you guys about this company and I recently tried their products and I fully understand the hype now. So they're called Great Jones and they make really high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that also happens to be beautiful. Like I know it's kind of a weird way to describe cookware, but you'll see what I mean when you go on the website. In terms of colors, they have your classic black and white, but they also have pinks, greens, yellows, blues, just like really vibrant, fun colors. And everything is non-toxic. So they have, you know, Dutch oven, ceramic dishes, non-stick sheet pans. Everything is non-toxic to me. That's huge. And we all know, like, I'm not the biggest cook, but I have my staples. And I got originally from them the Fry family, which is the eight and 10 inch ceramic non-stick pans. And they're just great. I got them in the white because that matches the best with my kitchen. I love cooking on them. And I also, I know, again, it sounds kind of weird, but I love the way they look in my kitchen. And the thing is, Once you get these, you're going to want to get them for your friends. So they make incredible gifts for weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays, whatever occasion you need. It's a great gift. Upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code CBC. That's greatjones.com promo code CBC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Julie. I am. A lot of relationship things to discuss today. A lot. I mean, just to kind of get into it, I have to imagine you guys are seeing these Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet dating rumors in the same way that we are. And this one is really something to talk about. What do you think? (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. I would be lying to you if I said that there is even 1% part of me that can see this because I can't. But as I always come back to, Pete and Kim happened. Tom Sandoval and Raquel were having a six-month affair. Like, stranger things have happened, and who are we to take something off the table just because we can't envision it? But I personally would be absolutely floored. I think that's how I feel, too, that I would be floored if it was true. But I always come back to Kim and Pete when something like this comes up because M, the way that I can physically feel the memory of sitting here with you on this podcast, looking at those pictures of the two of them holding hands on the roller coaster and not scary farm and saying with a hundred percent certainty, like if you believe that they are dating, you are the most gullible person on the planet. And so I am not prepared under any circumstances to bring that same level of denial to any celebrity story again, especially Kardashian related especially Kardashian related. And I will actually take that a step further for myself and say, especially Kylie related, because I feel Kylie is very much in the era where she's kind of cementing herself as a center of attention and it's working. You know, maybe it's because of some product launches. We're getting closer to summer. We know how she thrives in the summer. I'm just saying it wouldn't be the craziest thing if we're looking at it from that angle. Not that she'd be dating him for that reason. I don't subscribe to that belief at all, but it would make sense if we really want to just focus in on this potentially being the summer of Kylie. You know, there are certain elements where you break it down and you look at things outside of the full picture where you can almost make a case for it, weirdly enough. But the it's just like the names together is so much for me to handle that I can't immediately jump into the yes of it. But there are points to be made. Before we get into those points, though, I think that we need to backtrack and let's break down where these rumors came from. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's kind of get into some of the reasons that these rumors are even originating in the first place. I do just want to say going in so everyone has this in their minds, it's not as though we've seen some sly paparazzi photos of them secretly exiting a restaurant or there's been any official confirmation. The majority of this is coming from Dumois, which very much could be the truth, but 
we can still remain relatively calm in that there hasn't been a Selena and Zayn encounter where we were hearing inside information from the hostess of the restaurant that they were at. True? Right. Exactly. Okay. So we're first going to go back a few days to April 6th. This is the first time that Dumois even posted about this rumor. It was an anonymous tip that claimed, quote, multiple sources have told me that Timmy C has a new girl, dot, 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 Kylie Jenner. So of course the internet then starts buzzing and Dumois then starts posting, you know, follow-ups from multiple people claiming that this rumor is true. One saying that the two have been dating since at least Paris Fashion Week. That was back in January. Follow up to that in a second. Another one claiming that they're going to Coachella together. Keep in mind, the first weekend of Coachella is this weekend. So there is a world in this hypothetical universe that this really is true, that we could maybe get paparazzi photos or other photos of Timothy and Kylie in festival clothing in Palm Springs at Coachella. Keep going. I can't yet. I know. Julie, this has potential to be the craziest thing ever. But okay, let's go through all the facts and then we'll discuss. The other thing from Dumois is there was apparently a report saying that they spent New Year's together in Aspen, which, again, take all of this with a grain of salt. The source apparently can confirm it because they said that they were there with them. We do know for a fact that Kylie was in Aspen for New Year's, and we also know that Travis Scott wasn't with her. This is something that we had talked about in passing at the time when we were kind of just discussing New Year's. The other thing, just going back to Paris Fashion Week, because some of these sources are saying that you know they have apparently been seeing each other since at least Paris Fashion Week. Again, who knows if that is the case, but there's a video that has now gone semi-viral. We'll put the link in the description, and it's of them talking at the JPG show, which it's nothing crazy. I mean, they're in a group setting, but of course, watching this video after knowing these rumors, it hits different. You're analyzing body language maybe in a way that you weren't before. We can come back to that. I honestly think the most interesting thing in all of this is an article from March 27th, and this was about a date between Kendall and Bad Bunny. Kylie and Timmy are casually mentioned in the article. It says, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny were photographed attempting to fly under the radar while leaving a club together early Sunday morning. The two, who've sparked romance rumors over the last month, left in a car together after going out of the Bird Street Club in West Hollywood, California around 2 a.m. Jenner and Bad Bunny enjoyed a dinner alongside other A-listers, including her sister Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet, Zach Bia, and Russell Westbrook. Again, at the time, that was just a casual mention in an article very much focused on Kendall and Bad Bunny. Obviously now, 13 days later, we're reading this article, zoning in on the Kylie and Timothy mention, wondering if there's a world in which they were together because they're seeing each other. I will say that even with the multiple Dumois posts and people coming forward saying that that's 100% true and they've known about it for a while, there was no part of me that believed it. I honestly, honestly thought that it was probably the same origin of the rumor that spread its way out to multiple people and everybody kind of had the same source, which I, I feel like happens a lot of time with these crazy Hollywood rumors. When I saw Timothy Chalamet's name tucked inside that page six article that got basically no traction, that made me go, does it only make sense for Timothy to be at that dinner if these rumors are true? I mean, here's the thing in terms of using that logic to kind of determine the truth of these types of things. We're talking about a group of people that is very well connected. Like Zach B is in the mix. As far as I'm concerned, Zach B is one of the most well connected people in all of Hollywood for reasons that I still don't fully understand. So it's not shocking to me that he would be at a dinner with absolutely anyone and somehow it would make sense that he's just the connector there. Let us also not forget, because I feel that we may have, that now famous dinner between Kim, Pete, 
and Kanye at Nobu also had Timothy Chalamet at the table when Pete ended up paying. Like, Timothy has made his way into the Kardashian circle many times before. I am sure they are constantly crossing paths. So I don't know if I can necessarily take that information and then use that to substantiate the claim because I just think all types of people end up at dinner together and it means nothing. However, I'm just wondering, like, does this have legs? How stupid would we look if we said 100% no and then next week there's photos of them secretly making out at Coachella? Like, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, if that happens, I would come on next week and be just as floored because I cannot see that pairing. But it's not, I guess it's not the craziest thing, even though I do kind of feel like it is. It, it is the craziest thing, though. It's not the craziest thing because we're a little desensitized to certain elements of Hollywood that, like, we can't say this is the craziest thing ever because it always out does itself but like I, this would be really really up there to see a photo of them together would give me the exact same feeling of seeing those first photos of it being confirmed between Kim and Pete where I still even though we had all the confirmation in the world even though they were kissing I still could not for a second wrap my head around it being true and then we watch them develop this very very real relationship to the point where we saw Pete taking Saint to the Grove the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove. We saw Pete making his red carpet debut with her at the White House Correspondents' Dinner and then the next day walking the Met Gala red carpet with her in the Marilyn Monroe dress. I mean, yes, crazier things have always happened, but like I'm telling you, it would elicit that exact same response from me. Okay. I'm not prepared to say that it would elicit the same exact reaction as the Kim and Pete photos because – I just think that is forever in a category of its own. Like if you weren't there to understand the physical bodily reaction that we were having to seeing those photos, I know I can never do a good enough job explaining it to you. Like it really is just a you had to be there kind of thing. However, this would definitely be a close second. By the way, if the Kim and Drake thing ever became true, that would maybe even pop its way all the way up to first. But all to say, the point I want to make super clear, this isn't shocking to me from Timothy's side. To me, it makes oh, no. complete – if you're Timothy, it makes total sense. I'm surprised about it from the Kylie side. I just did not envision him as being someone that was even remotely her type. If there is one thing about Timothy Chalamet, he's going to go for a girl who, A, is an Epo baby, and B, hmm. you look at that relationship and you're like, are you maybe biting off a little bit more than you can chew here? And the answer is no. Apparently, he can handle it. But like that, that makes perfect sense for him. We have seen Kylie Jenner in two very notable relationships, Tyga and Travis Scott. Obviously, when you think of Tyga and Travis Scott, Timothy Chalamet is not like the natural next third. Keep in mind, because I think this is necessary information, if we want to go back to Timothy's last three most public relationships or even just public pairings, Isaac Gonzalez in June 2020, Lily Rose Depp, 2018 to 2020, and Lourdes in 2013. He was dating Madonna's daughter, Lourdes, which cannot be lost on us. He also was briefly linked to Eve Jobs. The Lily Rose Depp thing came kind of back around in 2021. I mean, he has a lot of notable relationships. And like I said, a lot of notable Nepo baby relationships. The Kylie thing, it, it, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard from his angle alone. I, I think that's like the type of woman that he is into. I just, I think what it is more than anything else is, and I've heard a couple of other people say this as well. In my mind, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie don't exist in the same universe. 
I obviously know exactly what you mean, but I think the irony of all of this is that they so do. Like, they are both so unbelievably famous and so operating in the same circles, at the same parties, at the events that even the top of Hollywood isn't going to, they are both going to be at. I mean, I would say that he is hands down one of the most famous, successful actors in the world at the moment. And, you know, clearly she is one of the most famous, successful people in the world at the moment. So it, it does make a lot of sense. I also, just if we're really exploring this, I'm really kind of thinking out loud because I haven't allowed myself to devote much mental energy to this. I kind of was trying to save it for the podcast. If we want to talk strictly from a physical perspective, we have seen that clearly Kylie's type is not an overly muscular man. Like I would say that you could put both Tyga and Travis Scott, not necessarily in the scrawny category, but you know, she likes some skinny. She likes some skinny. And some women love a skinny guy. It's a thing. And Timothy certainly, you know, fits that bill if that's what we're talking about here. The other thing is that Timothy's pretty private. Like, you know, dating Kylie Jenner is a really big leap from having pretty private relationships where sometimes photos get leaked of you having sex in a pool, making out on a boat. But that's the most we've ever gotten of a Timothy Chalamet relationship. That is a big jump to then be dating Kylie Jenner if true. Okay. Yeah, a million percent. Let's just say for a second, if you really think about it, it's not as though Kylie and Travis's relationship had ever really been publicized other than the occasional photo that she would post of them on Instagram and maybe that he would post. The times he would mention her in a song, now and again, they would do like a GQ video here and there. But it's not as though it was ever a plot point of the show. You know what I mean? Like we knew it was existing because obviously he's the father of their children and she would give us some glimpses, but it's not like she's giving us the type of content that Courtney and Travis do or even that Kim and Pete did when they were together. So it's not like she's the Kendall level private, obviously, but all things considered actually dating her, I do feel like Kylie and Travis have the most amount of privacy that one could have while dating a Kardashian. Maybe privacy, like, listen, They are a very well-secured pairing. They had a lot of security around them at all times. They were very particular about what they put out, what was getting out, what was being leaked. But also, in terms of, A, the information that they gave us themselves, the videos, the content, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of Instagram stories that were posted. There was a lot of Instagram posts. There was the Playboy article, the GQ videos. Hailey's YouTube videos that she had uploaded that featured him like he had been on the show like there was yes it wasn't an oversaturated amount it wasn't totally in your face but it I would say it was by no means private right which is entirely different from any relationship we've seen Timothy Chalamet in where he has never given an interview about them he has never done a pairing video with them for a GQ for a Vogue for anything he's never you know posted an Instagram story giving us that sort of insight it's it Between the two, it is night and day. No, that's very true. I guess I'm thinking about it only in terms of the Kardashians, meaning compared to Courtney and Travis or even, you know, Kim and Pete, that being a huge plot line on the show, her taking us through the beginning. I cannot envision a world like, let's say, hypothetically speaking, this is true. To me, there's just no world that Kylie Jenner sits down for a confessional and talks about the first time her and Timothy hooked up. Like, it's just never going to happen. No, I can't. I can't even. But you know what else? And I'm not saying that this necessarily feeds into me believing these rumors. I'm not saying that this is proof of Kylie and Timmy dating. But last week, we sat here and we discussed the fact that 
Travis Scott went to the Kylie Cosmetics Instagram account of a picture of Kylie and commented a beauty on it. And I think at the time we were both like, oh, I, I bet they're probably just like in an on again phase. Like they're so on and off again. This is probably just them back on. In retrospect now of thinking about that comment with the information that she may be dating Timothy, that comment reads differently. That comment reads a little bit like I lost a good one. <laughs> that comment reads a little bit like a Lamar Odom on a Khloe Kardashian photo. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously not completely, completely different. But yeah, in a hypothetical world that it is true that maybe she's dating Timothy. Yeah, if I'm Travis, my last resort is going to the Kylie Cosmetics page. That feels like a man that is down bad. That feels like a man that potentially lost his girl to Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, see, it's an it's an argument to be made for Kylie seeing somebody. I cannot go as far as to give you my full confirmation and my full belief in this relationship. I'm just, there's no part of me that's prepared to do that yet. But as facts are being laid out and presented, I, I can see myself seeing the photos of Kylie and Timothy emerge for the first time and going, holy shit, I didn't believe it. I really didn't think it was true. But I guess deep down, I had hoped that it would be. And I had a feeling that we would be getting this. I know. And honestly, there's a couple of realities to consider here. Because is there a world in which a few weeks down the line, we get photos of them or we get more official confirmation of them? And it's like, holy shit, this is really happening. Even if it's short-lived, even if this is a two-month fling and then we never hear about it again completely. Is there hypothetically a world in which they really start dating? And this is like this year-long romance where they're walking a red carpet together. Again, cannot see it if my life depended on it, but absolutely possible. And we would be morons to not consider that. But the third, which is, would honestly be worst case scenario, because I hate would when this happens. But morons. It, yeah. And we would be. That's why we're considering it. <laughs> Wait, the, the third though, and this is like to me, worst case scenario, because it happens all of the time and it is so goddamn frustrating, is if this is true, okay, the most confirmation we ever get of it is these Dumas sources and maybe one other that confirms it to a magazine, but then we never once see a photo. Maybe we see them, you know, both in cars that have just left the same place, but we never see a photo. And that's always worst case because it's like, all right, so now we pretty much know that it's true, but we are never getting the satisfaction of actually seeing it with our own two eyes. Imagine opening your phone one day and it's just an Instagram that's posted by Kylie Jenner of Stormy, like on Timothy Chalamet's shoulders. Shut the fuck up. I know, like, I, imagine we saw North and Penelope riding around in a moke in Hidden Hills with Pete on their way to Scott's house. We, we can't close ourselves off to the idea of something absolutely that crazy happening. I know. So that's why I say it with me, kids. Stranger things have happened. They just have. But I also will say, and I don't think this is like a self-preservation mechanism because I don't like, I think I want this to be true for the excitement, the drama, the pop culture, the celebrity. I don't think I care about them as a couple necessarily, although I, I could be convinced to very easily. I, I'm not prepared to give this so much life that it's true. I'm just prepared to talk about it from the angle of like, God, that would be so fucking crazy. But I feel like that's a change that we've made recently in discussing these things of like, why not just indulge in the hypothetical? Because at the end of the day, who is anyone to say whether it definitely is or definitely isn't? We don't really know. A lot of wild shit happens behind the scenes that 
we'll never know about. So why shut ourselves off from all just having so much fun talking about it, you know, just for the sake of maybe not sounding stupid? All right. So then it's not true. Like no love lost, you know? I agree. And it's totally different than talking about like a Kim and Drake thing, which is something that we have entirely hypothetically made up in our heads with like a little bit of sprinkle of something to give us not validity, but like a little bit of juice to talk about it. Like Mm -hmm. we can get in, of course, to more of the uh, Kim being sampled on Drake's song thing. But like there is nothing there that gives us any sort of proof that this is real. When you have multiple, multiple, multiple sources coming forward to Dumois, is it confirmation? No. But does it give you the excuse to let yourself go there? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think let's all, you know, stay aware, stay vigilant, stay open-minded because bottom line is we never really know. And in a world in which this is true, goddamn, what a podcast episode that would be. Could you imagine for just one second if at the exact same time Kim and Drake were dating, Timothy and Kylie were dating, and Kendall and Bad Bunny, which we know to be true, are dating? Like, that would be a big 3M. If I'm Kris Jenner, I'm looking around like, damn, I did good. You know, like best case scenario for three of her kids to be dating three of the most famous people in the entire world at the moment. Uh, yeah. By the way, what a dinner that would be. Talk talk about I need Andy in a camera. Get me a fucking camera to Kris Jenner's house sitting around that giant table with like beautiful candlesticks and Chris drinking a martini, just like looking at the success she has in front of her. Talk about resurrecting the dinner game. <laughs> it's funny because those could have hypothetically been six picks for a dinner game. And now they just may happen to end up at more than Chris's house. Chris's Palm Springs house. Cause you know, I don't think with the exception of Courtney and Travis that bought the Palm Springs house, we know that Kim bought one and is, I guess, breaking ground on it. I don't think at the moment Kylie has a Palm Springs house. Of course she could rent anything, but most likely that's where she's staying for Coachella weekend. I'd have to imagine. So, Oh my God. I actually, I know. No, I'm telling you there is. Okay. If this is even remotely true, by the way, even if it's not true and they're just like friends or have just hooked up or somehow now operating in the same friend group, like Timothy being at Chris's Palm Springs house is very plausible. If he's going to Coachella. Do you realize that Pete Davidson has been to the Palm Springs house? If hypothetically, Timothy was at the Palm Springs house. If hypothetically, Bad Bunny was at the Palm Springs house. If hypothetically, Drake was at the Palm Springs house. The craziest person to have still walked into that house flame would flame. have been Flava Flav. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> Me and Julie just had this realization recently that like Flava Flav has entered our lives so many times. Like somehow we've just been at the same place when he just so happened to have just been there like five minutes before this has happened multiple times. And the fact that we grew up die hard flavor of love fans. It's just so funny that all these years later, he's reentered the conversation with the same goddamn clock. And now somehow him and the clock made their way to Chris Jenner's Palm Springs house. Like I need a photo, by the way, fuck everyone else. Give me a photo of Flavor Flav with the clock around his neck sitting on that swing in Chris's indoor outdoor living. That is the content I am looking for. <laughs> Swinging away. I don't even know what to say. Like, I know. N- none of this feels real. Like, why are we doing a podcast episode about Kylie and Timothy Chalamet dating and discussing how present Flavor Flav is in our lives? Like, I are we, is this real? Apparently. That's what I'm telling you. 2023 stranger things have happened and i just want us all to live our lives with the same energy that 
I'm getting from these rumors because you know what? It's a kind of fun way to live. It really is. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and... Every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. In keeping with the theme of massive relationship news, and this one is just objectively more massive given how serious this relationship was and how confirmed the news appears to be, apparently Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn have split after six years together. Entertainment Tonight was the first to report this on Saturday, stating that they had learned exclusively that the two had split, quote, a few weeks ago. A source apparently told ET, quote, it was not dramatic. Their relationship had just run its course. It's why Alwyn hasn't been spotted at any of her shows. Which, if we want to backtrack for a second, it was May 2016 when they first met at the Met Gala. A year later, May 2017, you know, fans were kind of speculating, but it was still very private. And then June 2017 is when they made their first public outing. They were seen together in Nashville. So this has been going on for a long time. And I think that in most people's eyes, this was kind of it for both of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, the only rumors we had really heard about them in the past couple of months were... Everybody thinking that they were engaged or secretly married, that was always the conversation. There was never so much a discussion as to a fight or to a potential breakup or to things not going well or to things running their course. So this really came as a shock to everybody, especially 
a lot of Taylor Swift fans who have probably spent the last couple of months looking for clues to a secret marriage or a secret engagement. Yeah, I, it's, I was just so shocked when I saw this. I don't know why. I guess it's because, you know, they keep their relationship so private that you don't really hear things unless they're true. You know, it, I don't know. This type of news doesn't just come out out of the blue, which is why even before other sources, you know, came to kind of confirm it, once you see the first article, you're kind of like, all right, this this probably has legs to it. As soon as I saw it, I knew it was true. Taylor's camp is really tight. It's kind of like a Beyonce situation where things don't leak unless they're true, especially things of this magnitude. Maybe you hear a rumor, like the engagement thing. But I mean, for a source to come forward and say the split is 100%, that came from the camp itself. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's like wild because I wonder exactly when the breakup happened because obviously, you know, her tour just started recently. And I mean, I can't even pretend to put myself in the mind of someone like not only this famous, but also on this massive of a tour. But I wonder what that must be like, because in some ways it's probably a huge distraction in that like you were, you know, doing one of the biggest things of your career while simultaneously dealing with this heartbreak, which I'm sure is difficult, but also, you know, gives you a nightly distraction. At the same time though, I would imagine, you know, if they were together, she would have not only been leaning on him for support, but he would have been there as much as he probably could, you know? And so I just think it's a hard place to be in while dealing with something like this. I don't know. I just, I feel for both of them. Six years is a long time. It's an incredibly long time. And also keeping in mind that he helped her write a lot of the songs that she is performing. Not only are the songs, a lot of them about him, but also during COVID, you know, they were quarantined together. He has a writing credit on two of her albums under a fake name that she then confirmed was him. And so she's getting up there for three hours every single night, fresh off of a breakup of a six-year relationship, performing songs both about him and written with him. That is not an easy thing to get up there and do. No, that's what I'm saying. It's really intense. And I was seeing on TikTok, you know, who knows how true this is, obviously, but people then posting videos from the shows where it appears that she's getting emotional. It's not like, you know, full-blown breakdown, but you can kind of see her facial reaction during some of these songs that were either about him or were, you know, written with him that you can see her kind of having this reaction. And I just, yeah, it's intense. I, I, I think that, listen, any breakup is rough, but on this type of a scale, and now everybody knows they're going to be even more tuned in to watching the way that she may react to some songs. I don't know. I just, I'm sure it was for a, a reason that makes sense for both of them, but just sending them both a lot of strength because six years is a long fucking time. And I don't care who you are, how famous, how successful, how adored, you still feel it. And I have to imagine she's feeling it. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, so a couple of other relationship things, starting off with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I guess I would first love to do a little bit of a temperature check to see kind of where people are at with this news, because I can only speak for myself in that I hit the point of exhaustion. Like, I'd be lying to you if I said I was really invested. I just wasn't. Obviously, for the last few months, we'd been hearing that things were on the rocks. It wasn't going great. Most recently, they were seen together, seemingly reunited in Hawaii. A source told Daily Mail, quote, they're officially back on after going through a rocky patch in their relationship. The last few months have been tough for them, but they both went away together to do some healing and it's been working. They feel more connected than ever. Megan is extremely spiritual and believes that Coulson is her soulmate. She was never going to give up on them, but felt as though they needed to spend quality time together. Which if you saw these paparazzi photos, we'll put the link in the description. I am never the first one to say these were definitely staged, but like <laughs> these were definitely staged. There is just no world in which they weren't. You know, you see them on this beach together in Hawaii. It's very romantic. It is the exact type of photo that you would think would be associated with this type of quote. And I guess, I guess they're on again. I really thought this was it. I mean, it was wishful thinking. And I guess that's the temperature check that you're looking for from me at least, which is like, I was, I was out on it. Um, and when I saw them in Hawaii, I, like my initial response was like, damn it, which is like, why? Like, if you think you're twin flames, if you're soulmates, like, go be happy. I, I don't care. But I, I agree. I think there's a certain level of exhaustion there where I'm like, I just don't really want to see it anymore. And then for it to be brought back with this level of overt paparazzi photos on the beach, I was like, this is, this is not even how I want to see this go down. Like, I, I don't know, like good for them, I guess. I don't, I don't care. I think that's what I, I need to decide. I just don't care. That's what I'm saying. I would be lying to you if I said that I wasn't indifferent to this. Like truly honest to God, if you guys are trying to drink each other's blood and be photographed in Hawaii and do a ritual, genuinely, I mean this from the bottom of my soul. I wish you the best because I think every single person deserves someone that's going to match their energy and be on their same wavelength and live a life of compatibility if that's what they so desire. So like go for it. Just as the consumer, I'm not that into it. And you know what? Thank God. Because if I was having an emotional reaction to every single one of these couples, it would be it would be too hard to do the job. Amen. Exactly. Now into one that I do really care about, but we really don't know. Follow up on the Chris Appleton, Lucas Gage thing. So as you all know, just a few weeks ago, they confirmed their relationship, but now sources are saying that they're engaged. On April 5th, people reported that they apparently had gotten engaged a few weeks back. An insider said, quote, Friends in their circle are definitely shocked at how quick it happened, but they're happy for them. They seem like the real deal. And then another source told people, quote, Chris has been looking for something real for a long time. This has moved fast, but he's dazzled by Lucas. By the way, remind me to use the word dazzled in my everyday life. I love it. 
That fits you well. I love Do it. you think that this is a situation where they had been dating for a lot longer than we thought? Or this is like really a whirlwind, quick, instant connection, fell in love quickly, taking the next step soon, but really taking the plunge here? I kind of think both. I think that it was maybe mm-hmm. going on for a little bit longer than we – well, definitely that we know, but also than maybe that we think. But that the engagement, if true – again, we're operating under the fact that we don't know if this is true, but hypothetically, if it is true, probably also did happen relatively quickly, you know? Yeah, that's what it feels to me. I mean, if if, if the timeline that we were presented with in terms of when it started being around the time that we found out about it – to an engagement, that's a very, very quick turnaround. I have to imagine that this was going on a little bit longer before it made its way to the public sphere. Totally, because I don't even think that they would have confirmed the relationship in that type of way if it hadn't been going on for a while. I mean, the thing that I always think about, which I think is really true, you know, when we talk about the life that Kim lives, for example, right? Our biggest takeaway is like, how is she not just so exhausted? You know, she's in a different country, a different city every week, constantly doing things, shoots all day, this, that. But so are the people that are with her on that. You know, no, they're not the ones that technically have to be on. But anywhere Kim is, 99% of the time, Chris Appleton is right there with her. So he also lives a highly chaotic life that has very limited time that is not seemingly filled that I completely believe if I'm him, I too have been searching for something of stability for a really long time. Something that when I'm in LA for 24 hours before I'm on the next jet somewhere, I have that person that makes me feel at home and safe and comfortable. And like I have roots and grounding, you know? So again, we don't know much about Chris Appleton personally. However, what that one source said, I fully, fully believe is the thing that makes you feel centered after living a life that just has so much going on. Oh, I can totally see it. It doesn't surprise me at all. And I think that the way that we've seen this relationship emerge, the quickness of it, the intensity of it, the way that they talk about each other, this all kind of makes sense in a crazy way. It also has this really fun element of here's two people, Chris Appleton, a hairdresser to the stars, a god at a blowout, Lucas Gage, who is really just starting to come on the scene, not this you know, a list actor by any means, somebody that we're really just welcoming into our orbit. And yet this relationship has made such a splash all across the board of pop culture. And so there's something really fun about the fact that not only are you watching this unfold, but it's a really fun thing to feel like this niche thing that you're interested in is being given the acknowledgement that it deserves. Yes. Well, I mean, I feel like that's always what we live for niche things receiving the acknowledgement slash attention. Yes, that is a hundred thousand percent true. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. 
So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. So moving on to the Kardashian recap for a second, not a hell of a lot here. Something that was just announced this morning is that Kim will be in American Horror Story season 12 with Emma Roberts. This is from Deadline. Kim Kardashian has just announced on her Instagram that she's starring in the 12th season of Ryan Murphy and Brad Fulchuk's American Horror Story this summer. She'll headline with the franchise's star Emma Roberts in a season that's being dubbed, quote, delicate. Reportedly, Murphy was impressed by Kardashian's 2021 SNL hosting gig and began talking last summer about her joining the AHS family. Roberts joined the AHS ensemble in 2013 with season three's Coven. She also starred in the season installments Freak Show, Cult, Apocalypse, and 1984 entries. It's been four years since we last saw her on the show. Do you watch American Horror Story? No, I've never seen an episode because I assume I'd be scared of it, but I obviously am going to have to now. Listen, was this nowhere on my bingo card? Absolutely. But also, I mean, I don't know. Here's to the year of trying shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess here's to the continual pattern of crazier things have happened. I, I didn't see this for Kim. Obviously, like the way that this ends up is her getting like an Emmy. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't just like do something and have it happen. Like she does something and then the craziest possible scenario comes of it. And so I cannot be shocked by this. But I will say, listen, Kim on American Horror Story, the Timmy, Kylie rumors, Kendall and Bad Bunny. Like we went through a little bit of a lull there. And I can admit that. But the Kardashians are Kardashianing again. I know, and we love to see that. I mean, also, and not to say that these two are correlated, but just in the ongoing conversation of Hollywood is so connected, obviously, Brad Falchuk is Gwyneth Paltrow's husband. And as we know, Gwyneth and Kim 
have really developed a relationship. And so it's not so crazy that they were at dinner one night, all at Kim's house or Chris's house. And the idea kind of came up and then it went from there. You know, again, not at all saying the two are correlated, but it's possible. Yeah, of course it is. That's that's kind of how I see it going down as well. I think it'll be crazy interesting for when this episode comes out to see everyone's reactions. I think that I think from my understanding of American Horror Story, although I'm not a watcher, is that there is this like kind of campy element to it. And I think that casting Kim in that role very much plays into that. So I I don't think this is a typical situation. Like when Kim was announced as SNL, people went crazy. They were like, this is a terrible idea. Why do you keep giving her these chances? Why are the Kardashians everywhere? I, I don't actually feel like I'm seeing that same reaction, at least from the initial response on Twitter. I think that people are maybe a little confused, didn't see it coming, but they don't seem angry, which is always an interesting response to Kim doing anything of this sort. Right. There's always kind of the Twitter gauge. I mean, the one other thing we have to mention, just because we would be remiss to not, is, of course, last week we spoke in depth about Drake sampling Kim's voice on his new single. Since last week, the single has been released. It's called Search and Rescue, initially titled Rescue Me. And the cover art then dropped, which initially everyone thought that the woman in the cover art was Kim. It is not Kim. It is just a woman who definitely resembles Kim. Her name is Lila, who is a singer and one of Drake's close friends. But the photo was her kind of wearing this motorcycle helmet that was posted the same week Kim is in Japan and posting her wearing this motorcycle helmet. So the fucking internet was going wild, certainly feeding my conspiracy brain. Listen, there's two angles that you can take. It either feeds your conspiracy brain or you take the angle of like, wow, this is like a really weird, almost cheap PR stunt. It feels very Tyga casting a Kylie lookalike in a music video. And I think that depending on how you feel about Drake is depending on how you want to interpret this publicity stunt. I obviously allowed myself for a second to go down the road of like, maybe he really is doing all of this and stirring up all of the shit because they are hooking up and this is his way of having fun with it. More likely than not, they're not hooking up and he just loves playing into these rumors for a little bit of publicity. It just, if I go down that angle, it felt completely short and feels very like lowbrow for him. Right. I mean, I don't even really think it's that worth talking about. He definitely got the exact response that he wanted. Not because this woman and Kim look so much alike, but if you see that one photo in the motorcycle helmet at first glance, she definitely resembles Kim. That is the exact type of reaction that Drake wants. The whole thing makes a lot of sense. It's playing out exactly in the way that he needs as the consumer. I can't say I'm anything but a fan of it. And then the other part of my mind is like, yeah, does this add a potential drop in the bucket that will hopefully fill up to one day, six years down the line, we find out that there was some sort of secret romance going on? Maybe. You know, like that's the story that I'm sticking to and it's just a more fun reality to believe it. Not so dissimilar from a few months ago when I was like, yeah, why not hold out hope for Harry Styles and Jen Addison? We have no reason to think so, but how fun would that be? Oh, I'm still holding out hope for that one. I want you to never stop. I won't. I I swear on my life, I will never stop. Okay. <laughs> Last thing to mention Kardashian wise is just that Chloe on Jennifer Hudson confirmed that her baby's name does start with a T and she's waiting to announce it because she wants to announce it on the show, which to me at this point, I just want to hear it, but you know what? She clearly has a reason. And uh, is there anything else that you would like to mention? I guess Tristan's a Laker. <laughs> yep. My favorite Tristan news was 
last week the photo of him and Chloe pulling up at the McDonald's drive-thru just because I know we do a lot of POVs, but POV, you are the McDonald's employee working the window when Chloe Kardashian shows up in her blocked out Range Rover with Tristan Thompson in the passenger seat. Because if that's me, I am taking that opportunity. Like here I am saying to myself, I have been dreaming about a moment where I could get you two in the same room and just kind of talk things through. Like I'm trying to get, I'm trying to set up cars around, blocking them off and let's just sit here and talk. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like POV, you're the McDonald's worker and Chloe and Tristan pull up and you can't even be excited to see Chloe because you see her with Tristan. Like you're supposed to have this reaction like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you guys. But instead you're like, really? This motherfucker? <laughs> I know. But like, oh God, to see that that dynamic in the flesh, I would have so many questions. I'm telling you though, on a, on a you know like kind of less comical note, not that they wouldn't be spending this much time together regardless. Obviously, I mean, I, I, tr- I truly, honest to God, do not believe that they are together. But, you know, they co-parent, they're friends, whatever. I'm telling you, in the in the following days of his mom's passing, I think that she is really, really supporting him. And part of that is spending time together, which I know people may look down upon. Obviously, I'm not a fan of Tristan, but, like, I can't say that I fault Chloe for that. Like, I, I don't. Assuming that they don't get back together, which... I truly do not believe that they will. She'll never look back on this time of her life and regret spending a little bit more time with him in the few months post him losing his mom. No, I don't think so at all either. And that's why that element of it is always hard to talk about in terms of the two of them spending time together and the way that their relationship has kind of picked back up and progressed. I I, I don't blame her for that in any capacity. My only thought on it as an outsider looking at it is like, I just hope that spending quality time together in this capacity doesn't allow Chloe to revert back to the feelings that she once had. Like, I just don't want her to get duped again. I know. And as much as I want to, it's impossible to say 100,000% that will never happen because it has. It's happened, you know, many times before. I guess in all fairness, I'm approaching it from the angle of like, it's not going to happen. And so... Maybe I can view this whole thing a little bit differently. But of course, I agree with you. You know, that would be worst case scenario that doing this out of the goodness of her heart and supporting him because she wants to and she wants to be there for him in this very, very traumatic, difficult time then turns into, you know, maybe her letting her guard down a little and and him being able to ease back in in that way. I don't foresee that happening, but I know a lot of people would view that as a really naive approach and I can't blame anyone for thinking that. I I give Chloe more credit than that. Like I I am with you 100%. I really I think that this last time was it. But yeah, there is of course an argument to be made for Chloe letting her guard down a little bit, allowing him back in a little bit, pushing her boundaries a little bit in his time of need, which again, I I can't be mad at that. I will never, ever be upset if somebody's supporting somebody, even if they've been hurt by them as badly as Chloe has. I I just, I think Tristan is incredibly charming. I think Tristan is incredibly manipulative. And I think that spending quality time with him was the way that he got back in repeatedly in the past. And I just hope that the the memory of how bad he hurt her will continue to stay with her because otherwise I could see him breaking down those walls again. Yeah. And that's I, not to take away credit from Chloe. It's a it's almost to give credit to Tristan in not the most positive terms. 
No, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. He clearly has a talent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he clearly yeah. has been able to do something that most people could never do in terms of turning on the charm and working their way back in. He's clearly won over the family again. Again, under the guise of them supporting him and helping him through this incredibly, incredibly difficult, terrible time in his life. But there's obviously an element of the family that has been able to really forgive all of the pain that he has caused in order to be able to spend time with him in the capacity that they are. And and so it's just, listen, that's who Tristan is. I can't say I don't understand how charming and magnetic he is to be around from what we have seen. I just, yeah, I don't know him. I don't think so. I will say that's where I'm saying. I don't think so, but I can see how. That's exactly what I'm saying. No one would be wrong or crazy or insensitive for thinking that it's very possible that there could be a rekindling until we are 100% given that information. I am choosing to believe that is not the case and that Chloe spending time with him because she would be with co-parenting anyway. And then again, additionally, because of this deeply traumatic time in his life that he is facing and probably feels very alone and very disoriented and you know, on and on and on. The other thing that I will say that worries me about their relationship is I also would not want Chloe to be in a situation where her and Tristan are not together. It's 100% platonic. It's just not emotionally platonic. Like she is spending so much of her energy devoted to co-parenting with him and being this little team with him like we've seen in the past where she is then not able to devote any other energy into dating or, or searching for her own happiness. That's also a concern. Well, or also, even if she feels that she's totally capable of doing it, there is a very real potential that a person she would date wouldn't be totally on board with this, which then you make the argument, okay, but anybody entering this family would have to know that this is just how things are with their exes and they're going to have to figure it out, which may happen. But I think also some guys aren't okay with that amount of time, aside from the co-parenting, just the level of intense friendship. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's it, That will be very, very interesting it's a to- not even a remotely comparable situation i can't even believe i'm drawing this comparison but if you watch housewives of jersey kind of like what dolores and frank are dealing with again not even a little bit the same but you know you, you i get know. what you mean yeah it's it's i don't know it's, it's like funny because there's really nothing to say here like nothing new is happening however i could talk about this actually for 45 minutes uninterrupted if we had to worst case scenario absolutely nothing happened the only thing in the world to talk about was chloe and tristan give me a mic and give me you and i'm good amen amen (laughs) okay well we love you guys thank you for listening thank you for letting us do this thank you for being on this crazy ride of pop culture with us important to note for the schedule this week our episodes will be thursday and friday because obviously we're not going to do the final part of kim and chris's wedding we are going to do the courtney and travis wedding special which comes out on thursday so in a hypothetical world that it drops first thing thursday morning and we can get it done for a thursday published we'll do that more likely i think what will happen is bravo episode on thursday kardashian episode on friday and uh that's the plan we love you guys thanks for letting us do this So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or 
bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you, or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.